Michael Popak, Legal AF. It looks like Donald Trump is going to try to violate a federal court order about how the E. Jean Carroll case against him is tried next week. E. Jean Carroll having already won her case against Donald Trump in the summer to prove that she was raped, sexually assaulted, and that he improperly denied that he had attacked her and defamed her as a result. The new trial in front of a new jury, federal style, is over how big of a, an amount of damages, how big of a check the new New York jury is going to award E. Jean Carroll for same the same kind of statements that were made by Donald Trump when he was president, for which he has no immunity. Put a pin in that. I'll tell you what Alina Haba did to screw that up in a minute. But now we have, finally, it's been outed that Donald Trump's lawyers are going to try to, despite the court's orders, retry the entire case that Donald Trump never participated in the first time around. He never testified. He was off in Scotland playing golf, threatening to testify, but never even appeared day one, any day of the three-week trial for E. Jean Carroll. And they think they're going to get a do-over, that they think they're going to be able to retry whether the sexual assault, the rape in the dressing room of, of the Bergdorf Goodman department store on Fifth Avenue near Trump Tower, uh, walking distance from his office and his home, happened or not. And it's been clear to them from orders by Judge Kaplan that they cannot try that case. There is no liability case left. It has already been uh, determined as a matter of law by Judge Kaplan in rulings over the last several months that Donald Trump defamed as a matter of law based on the statements E. Jean Carroll and that the only issue left is damages for the jury. Very similar in that way to the Rudy Giuliani defamation case in front of the federal court in the District of Columbia, in which a jury found, because they were only looking at damages, not liability, because Rudy had violated court orders there and was found in contempt. And as a sanction, the default judgment entered against them, and they awarded Ruby Freeman and Shamos $158 million. That's the marker that's been laid down for this new jury which I think now the market for defamation by Trumpers and MAGA and those around them is way up. I think it is a it is a tens of millions of dollars, if not more number that E. Jean Carroll is going to be looking for. And of course, Donald Trump wants to, now he wakes up like some sort of perverted Rip Van Winkle from his, from his doze and realizes he's got a case next week against the same person, the same victim that, that successfully sued him before. Now I want to try the liability case. I want to bring in new witnesses. And, and I want to uh, prove to a new jury that I didn't do those things. Done. That is law of the case, we call it. It travels with the case. The judge has decided. The jury will be so instructed as they deliver. No, not even deliberation. When they are selected. When the jury's in the box, the judge is going to say, welcome to this trial. I'm the judge. Here's what you are to assume. I am instructing that you assume for the purpose of your deliberation. I've already decided Donald Trump is guilty and liable for defamation, defaming her based on these facts that shall be read to the jury. Your sole purpose is to determine the amount of damage, if any, that's been suffered by E. Jean Carroll for intentional infliction of emotional distress by that guy, Donald Trump, for defamation by that guy, Donald Trump, and the like. That's it. So Donald Trump and his new lawyers, new is a you know, loose word here, uh, Alina Haba and, and Michael Medaio, who apparently are going to take the lead, they claim we are going to put on Carol Martin and Donald Trump. They've disclosed two witnesses that they want to put on in front of this jury. And so Carol Martin, just to bring everybody full circle, from the first trial is what we call an outcry witness. It's the person, there were two of them, Lisa Birnbaum being one and Carol Martin being the other, who were friends of 
E. Jean Carroll at the time and who she almost spontaneously that evening told that she had been sexually assaulted slash raped by Donald Trump in that dressing room. We call that an outcry witness, somebody who's close in time contemporaneous with the tragic event, the violent crime, the accident or whatever. And that statement made in the, in the close proximity and time to which it is made is given sort of special status, even though it's, it, it is a form of what we call hearsay, because it's said in that moment of crisis, what we call an outcry, crying out to somebody, and that person having heard it has a special quality in the evidence and in the law. So two outcry witnesses, Lisa Birnbaum, I think she wrote the, the preppy handbook, and Carol Martin, who is a very well-known and well-beloved TV newscaster here in New York. Eugene Carroll was married to another well, well-known and beloved TV newscaster. I think on a competing station, she was married to John Johnson, and this was Carol Martin. Carol Martin was a was a, um, a fixture of New York media in New, uh, for you know forever you know for since I was a child, and um, she also made some statements at the time that she thought that E. Jean Carroll, when she finally told people about what happened to her years after it happened, that she might be crushed by um, we didn't call it MAGA back then, but by uh, Trump and people that are loyal to Trump. And uh, Carol Martin worried about her friend and made some comments about, I wished, you know, version of, I wished E. Jean Carroll would keep a lower profile and not be talking about these things that much. Well, apparently they want to bring in Carol Martin to, to kind of crap on her friend, E. Jean Carroll. But, but as it was pointed out in this filing today by the lawyers for E. Jean Carroll, she cannot provide any relevant evidence that's probative, we use that word a lot on legal AF, probative means tends to prove or disprove a fact that's relevant to the case. It has no probative value. What Carol Martin said and her, and her slight criticism uh, to protect her friend, that E. Jean Carroll keep a lower profile, has no bearing on the jury having determined the measure of defamation damages and injuries suffered by E. Jean Carroll. Maybe, maybe if they cross-examined her properly on the liability case, but there is no liability case left that's been taken away from the jury before Donald Trump even steps into the courtroom by the judge. In fact, in the letter that's now been filed on the docket just today, E. Jean Carroll's lawyers say as follows about Ms. Martin's potential testimony. They say defendant's counsel that would be Medeo and Haba, explained that they intended to elicit from Miss Martin her personal opinion with respect to how plaintiff carried herself in the aftermath of defendant's defamatory statements. But they go on to say that Miss Martin's opinion that plaintiff supposedly enjoyed aspects of the attention she received has no bearing on whether her reputation suffered harm. In other words, maybe at one time she sort of liked part of the attention. That doesn't mean her reputation wasn't damaged. Regardless of the reasons why Ms. Carroll chose to come forward, she did not implicitly consent to whatever defamation Mr. Trump subsequently might commit. That's a finding of the court. And so this lay witness, this non-professional or expert witness testifying about her opinion um, is not helpful to the jury's understanding of the witness's testimony or the determination of a fact in, in issue. It's not probative. And therefore, if we were trying the liability case again, maybe they get a shot at Carol Martin, but certainly not for damages. And that's the first argument in the letter brief that was filed with Judge um, Kaplan. 
What if ordinary people, just like you and me, could change the world with the push of a button? Meet Lomi, the world's first kitchen appliance designed to turn your home into a climate solution by transforming your food scraps into nutrient-rich plant food. Now that I've invested in a Lomi, it's changed the way I deal with my food waste. Lomi is the biggest invention in the modern-day kitchen since, well, the dishwasher. In just four hours, Lomi transforms almost anything you eat into nutrient-rich plant food at the push of a button. Lomi helps cut the chore of taking out the trash in half, and it eliminates bugs and odors in your kitchen. And here's a bonus. You get to feed your lawn and garden with an all-natural fertilizer that you just created out of your own food scraps. Now I can transform my organic waste into nutrient-rich loamy earth that I can feed to my plants, lawn, or garden instead of sending it to the landfill which helps me grow more nutritious food at home. And now Lomi's new app lets me track my environmental impact, earn points for every cycle, and redeem for freebies from Lomi, plus other great brands. Lomi promises to bring you the best possible experience every time you run a cycle. They are one of the only kitchen appliances that has a full, no questions asked, lifetime warranty on all devices. And they don't stop there. Lomi looks after you from day one and beyond. When you purchase a continued subscription, you'll automatically get upgraded to a new Lomi device every three years. I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint. By reducing the amount of food I send to landfill, I'm helping do my part for the planet. Head to Lomi.com slash LegalAF and use the promo code LegalAF to get 50 bucks off your Lomi. That's 50 bucks off when you head to Lomi.com slash LegalAF and use promo code LegalAF at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this episode. The second is um, Donald Trump's side loves this CNN interview with E. Jean Carroll. She was interviewed by Anderson Cooper. And during the interview, which they also love to clip, she made a comment in response to the horrific um, sexual attack on her. You hear Anderson Cooper say, I think most people think of rape as it's a violent assault. It, it's not. And she said, she interrupted. She said, I think most people think of rape as being sexy. She's not saying that she thought rape was sexy. She's saying she thinks in literature and in maybe in movies, they romanticize this attack on a woman. And she's saying it critically, not positively. People don't associate it with the trauma of what really happens in real life when a man rapes a woman. And that's what she's talking about. But of course, they want to, on the Trump side, distort that, misconstrue it, victimize the victim once again. She even she even ends with, as Cooper says, we're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. And then Carol says, you're fascinating to talk to. I mean, she's just being polite to somebody that's interested in her telling her authentic story. But the argument here in the letter brief, and I think will be supported by the judge, is that this has no place in a jury trying to, to determine whether she suffered damage or not and how much. They want to say, well, she said it was sexy. It's not what she said. You'd have to not only take that completely out of context, you'd have to lie uh, about what the comments were and tell the jury that. And I don't believe at the end of the day that the judge is going to allow that as a proper thing to do in a damages case. Um, 
The other uh, aspect is that, and I'll read it from the last paragraph of the order, is that finally our concern is further compounded. This is Robbie Kaplan on behalf of E. Jean Carroll to Judge Kaplan, no relation. Our, finally, our concern is further compounded by the fact that we've not seen most of the exhibits, the documents that they're going to use that Trump will likely seek to introduce during cross-examination. Given defendants' unwillingness to meet and confer, meaning lawyers have an obligation to get together and talk about things before they go running to the judge, um, because they won't meaningfully meet and confer on evidentiary issues, and his repeated disregard of this court's evidentiary orders in, lit in his litigation positions and public statements, including as recently as today, let's put that up on the board, you have an uh, article, a number of articles, um, in which Donald Trump is quoted uh, where he's going to attack E. Jean Carroll at it's, and they keep saying it's a defamation trial. It's not the defamation trial. It's in the press. It's the punitive damage trial arising out of a finding that he did defame her. I know you can't fit all that in the headline. That's why we do it here on Legal AF on the Midas Touch Network. So, you know, when you can cite real time reporting in which Donald Trump is quoted as attacking the witness, attacking the victim again, you bring it to the court's attention. And that's what we're seeing here. They conclude the letter request with, we are justifiably worried that trial will turn into an endless series of sidebars, meaning you're up with the judge with the jury out of earshot, at which the court will need to review defense exhibits. We thus raise our concerns about these issues now to get a ruling. So um, uh, about before Trump makes a prejudicial use of any inadmissible exhibit during even the opening statement, or maybe even during jury selection, and in the hope that the court ruling may further deter efforts to circumvent your prior rulings. In other words, Judge, get ready to throw the book at Donald Trump, because based on our in interaction and conversations with him, he is going to uh, do bad things. We're going to continue to follow. Judge, Judge um, Kaplan rules quickly. I'm sure I'll be doing an updated hot take on this within the next day or so, including over the weekend. He's been known to do Saturday and Sunday, Christmas Day orders and the like. And we only we do that kind of following of news stories at the intersection of law, politics, and justice. One place, Midas Touch Network, right here on this YouTube channel. Free subscribe. You know all about us. You're right here now. They're so close to getting to 2 million. You could be the 2 millionth free subscriber. And then we do this show we like to call Legal AF Podcast. Titles, what you think. It's every Wednesday and Saturdays at that same valuable real estate corner of law, politics, and justice. And then I do hot takes like this, as well as the other leaders of Legal AF about every hour on this network as well. And then you can pick up our full-length podcast on the audio podcast platform of your choice, Spotify, Apple, Google, and the like. So if you like what I'm doing here, give me a thumbs up. It helps keep the network on the air. It helps keep me on the air. Until my next hot take, until my next Legal AF, this is Michael Popak reporting. Thanks so much for watching. We're only a few subscribers short of 2 million subs. Please subscribe right now to the Midas Touch YouTube channel for free and help us grow this unapologetically pro-democracy network.